enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all, all things, things geek. All things geek. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. For those of you tuning in for the first time, my name is Aaron. I'll be your host tonight as we discuss Dungeons and Dragons. Temple of Geek Podcast, we've been around since 2012. Here we discuss and celebrate all things fandom and all things geek. And for all of our returning listeners, thank you again for tuning in with me today. We have a loaded show today. As of the time that I've been the host of the Temple of Geek Podcast, this is the largest show that we've ever had. So pray for me that I don't get people's names wrong. They're actually actively looking at me right now as we do this. You guys can't see us, but they can <laughs> see me uh, in my my home in this undisclosed location in Los Angeles. We got one of my homeboys. Funniest thing about this uh, is that he and I, before we even met each other, we literally almost 100% cosplay the same characters. Like it is crazy that how much cosplay that we, he and I have in common. Uh, give up to my homeboy Leroyal. How you doing, man? What's up, you guys? I gotta say, when you said undisclosed location, I immediately was like, he must be in witness protection to be <laughs> oh, <in> no. undisclosed. <laughs> no, no, I just don't want people to know where I live. That's <laughs> nah. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? The Royal is here. I go by uh, Royalty No Y on social media. That is the word Royal, the letter T, the word No, and then the letter Y. Very confusing, but it is in the show notes for those of y'all like, all right, look, I can't write this now. <laughs> <laughs> also, also have very, very, very awesome cosplayer, uh, internet friend of mine for a while, um, Darth Lexi. How you doing? The Dark Lord is here. Hello, everyone. I'm Lexi. That Darth as in Vader, Lexi as in I.I. Captain. Uh, happy to be here, ready to talk Dungeons and Dragons. I say the I.I. because it's L-E-X-I-I. Get it? Ha ha ha. I think it's fun. My comedy's for me. Nice. Boom. Also, someone who I've been in email correspondence with for over the last couple weeks, uh, the creators roll for it and drunk D&D. Uh, give it up for Kelsey and Jake. They didn't give me last names. They just said Kelsey and Jake. We're like share. Undisclosed. Yeah. Undisclosed. Last undisclosed last is the last name. <laughs> they're undisclosed. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Kelsey and Jake undisclosed, as in undisclosed location. I they're actually my landlords, and they just wanted to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Also, you are late on rent, so. Hey, yo, no, no. If you follow me on Facebook, you know good and well I am not late on my rent. Every first of the month I post every first of the month I post your rent due, motherfucker, from the from the live from coming to America. Oh my god, it that's is amazing. The funniest thing I've ever done. Uh, <laughs> so how's everybody doing? Uh everybody's staying safe and, and, and sound and stuff. You guys have a great idea it's a podcast correct yes yeah so yes, have a podcast roll for it roll for it and uh drunk D and D. are they two separate entities or are they the same yeah so roll for it is the podcast um and it is a podcast that is like a bite-sized D podcast a lot of them mm -hmm. run really long our whole thing is that we are under an hour every time every episode and then Drunk D&D &D is a special that we did that you can catch on YouTube. It's a 30-minute special. Um, we took the cast of our show and ran them through Drunk D&D &D to the best, the best we could. And then it's we played the easiest D &D. game to play drunk. No, it did it not turn out how we thought it would. <laughs> it sounds like there's a lot of moving parts to play Dungeons & Dragons drunk. Yeah, because Jake was drunk too. Our DM was drunk, so oh. like there was no no one was grounded. <laughs> no one was sober. It was a mess. There was you, no hope from there the was, start. <laughs> um, and like one of our players was running our audio. He's an audio engineer, oh, okay. and he just forgot to hit record in the middle of it. So there's like a little oh, chunk. He was drunk because he was drunk. I was gonna um, ask. I'm like, was he drunk too? Like so. Yeah. Everybody, it's, I mean, it's, it's worth a watch. It turned it's, out perfect. It, it turned out how it was supposed <laughs> to turn out. 
All right, so we're gonna, um, but yeah, so yeah. after after this episode, please click on the link. We're gonna include the link to the drunk D and D special in the show notes here, so you guys can check that out because it, it sounds absolutely amazing. <laughs> I, I've actually been on podcasts where we've had some of the best conversations ever, and somebody forgot to press the record button, so I, I can understand like the frustration <laughs> with that because. You can mm-hmm. never catch that lightning twice after you like, okay, everybody just say exactly what you just said before. Just like, say it no. again. Just yeah. say it again. Like, no, it's not going to happen that way. It's, it's gone now. <laughs> That's a special feeling. All right. So um, for, for those of us who have never played Dungeons and Dragons, uh, such as myself, uh, ex- explain it to me as you would explain it to like a five-year-old child who's definitely not as smart as he could be in, in regards to that. I got it. I got it, you guys. I want to grab this one. I want to, because uh, one, uh, this is actually my, my first campaign. So I'm getting oh. all of my first time experience with, with this group and I'm very thankful, but I want to be the one to just expand my knowledge and drop like the the metaphorical dice <laughs> on how things go down so with dungeons and dragons what you want to do one the number one important thing i feel is to be within the world like you got to fully immerse yourself that's where you start because and i say that because when we when we did episode one and started I know that we talked about it and Jake was like, all right, so, you know, when we start, we're going to need you to do a description of what your what your character is like, and we're just going to go from there. And I'm sitting here like, all right, cool. I sat there and I looked and looked around and he started, you know, narrating. And he was like, the moon, the sky, in the open field. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, it's going down. Oh, okay, I'm in it. I'm in it. And he was like, and we see a moon elf. And I was like, oh, shit, that's me. Uh, 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 so I wasn't fully in it yet. So what you want to do? One, know your character, have your background, have your you know your ideal in mind, and then two, once adventuring start, it's legit just storytelling. It's it's as if you and your old friends are just telling a story. For example, you know, Little Red Riding Hood, she's going through the forest, right? And uh, while she's in this forest, she stumbles upon a cabin. Do you go in? And if the little kid is like, yeah, yeah, I want to go in, the DM goes, make a perception check. Half of you goes, why would I make a perception check here? Like, what's the deal? Like, what what kind of, like, trick are you saying? No, no, Just make a perception check. Like, sometimes you can't trust your DM because when he throws out those checks, you're like, listen, man, if something's about to go down, you just got to tell me. <laughs> so the, the perception check is... Um, you use a a twenty sided die, right? To roll, you roll the dice, and whatever it lands on, your your dungeon master will say whether you pass a check or not. So once that roll is done, you know you carry the story, you move on, and then eventually you get to a fight, and that's like where everyone wants to be at. You want to be at the fight. The fight means you got to roll for initiative. Basically, rock paper scissors, baby. Whoever gets the highest, you start first. Whoever gets the lowest, good luck. <laughs> if there's eight people and you're number eight, I'm sorry. That's just the way the dice roll, right? And then you describe your attacks. You're like, I wanna, I wanna do a backflip off of this wall, but in midair, I'm shooting my arrow or I'm slashing my sword. And then DM goes, That sounds really cool, but let's roll that dice to see if you're gonna actually do that move <laughs> or not. <laughs> And basically, that just means that if you get a good score against whatever enemy, yes, that move was awesome. Now let's see what your attack damage is. And there's another set of dice you got to roll to determine your attack value. And that's that's my knowledge as far as I go. There's other intricacies as far as magic and light. Yeah, I know there's like six dice involved. So each die oh, is yeah. representative of something. That, oh, am I wrong about six? Is it more than six? What? Nah. Is it, Maybe, well, I oh, feel like, Jake, Jake, why don't you, like, Jake's <laughs> really good at teaching duty. Why don't you take what the Royal said and make it one sentence? With, I, with Little Red Riding Hood. With Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> use Little Red Riding Hood, tell right. us what D&D is, and tell us what the dice is for. Okay. Go. So you and your friends are retelling the tale of little red riding hood uh there's a dungeon master who knows where the big bad wolf is Mm -hmm. and the players do not 
Um, they're going to make decisions, and sometimes if they don't know whether they're going to succeed or fail, they roll the dice, and math decides whether they succeed or fail. Okay. And that changes the story. And so stuff that you don't expect happens, stuff that the dungeon master doesn't expect happens, because of course you're going to hit the big bad wolf with the axe unless you roll a one, and then some crazy shit goes down, and somebody's dead, and that's just, <laughs> you just... I don't know. Does that sound about right? Yeah. That's the way the dice rolls. It's, it's improv and it's dice and it's, it's a game where you improv and you say that you're going to do something and then you roll the dice and the dice tells you if you succeeded or not. And the different dice is for different weapons have different dice assigned to them. Okay. So that's where I think people get really intimidated by there's so many different yeah, dice there's rolls. Really just there's so one. many different um different characters and different races and different classes that you can play. And there's so many like textbooks about it because GMD nerds, like we want right. as Lord. much info as we can get. But I think that people let that get, like they get really intimidated about it. Um, and you really... don't have to know all of those rules before you start playing. You only have to know like a bare minimum. You're going to roll the dice and you're going to play a character. And I think that that's what we try and do and roll for it is like simplify the game, make it accessible, really accessible to anyone who is just starting D&D or someone who's been playing D&D for 20 years. But we want people who have never played D&D before to be able to listen like LaRoyal, to be able to listen (laughs) and follow along with the story and follow along with the game without getting overwhelmed with all the little intricacies and rules and because that stuff is fun, but that's not what the game about is about. The game is just about using your imagination. Yeah, and I'm glad you said is- that. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because, like, I, what gets me discouraged from it is because when I go to the comic book store to get my comics and stuff, I see like the D and D the tabletop section and stuff, and I see all these big books and people knowing everything about the game. I'm like, oh, I yeah. have to, I have to get a master's degree in Dungeons and Dragons before I can even start. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, I think that people get really turned off from the game because one, they think they need to learn all these rules or they listen to amazing actors like on Critical Role or whatever. Right. And they think that they have to be master voice actors. And it's not. I mean, D&D is literally, it's just about using your imagination to create this story, this adventure with your friends. And you don't have to be the best voice actor in the world. You don't have to know every rule. You just have to be like Royal said like you have to be fully in it and ready for anything and and that's i mean that's it i don't think that there's anything yeah the the whole thing is about literally what's the first page of the book is like hey these are rules to help you have fun good luck i mean having fun with this game anyone who listens to roll for it knows that we don't always follow the rules to a t either we're like it's more fun Jake will be like, that's not technically the the encyclopedia. He'll be like, that's not technically the rules, but it's way more fun if you do it. So do it. Which is so. So what y'all playing is like a magical version of Monopoly because like every household has different rules to Monopoly. So yeah, is that what it is? Yeah, that's my favorite description of D and D of all time. Like yeah, magical Monopoly Monopoly is what we're calling our D and D. That, yeah, you guys can yeah. have that one. That was that was for when I for when I come on the show. When I come on you guys' show, we're gonna call it Magical Monopoly that day. Magical yes. Monopoly. We're just gonna play till we get frustrated with each other and, and everybody's fighting. That because that's how Monopoly. <laughs> well, always. that is that's exactly how D and D is. That's how we end every session. As soon as someone throws hands, we're like, "All right, I guess this episode. Right, I guess over. the game's over." <laughs> <laughs> Six hours later. You mentioned voice acting. Now, is it a requirement for everybody to make up different voices for their characters? Because it should Definitely be. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> it should be. It's, I, I mean, we think it's more fun. I would say on our podcast, I have a voice that's like a more like extreme version of my own. Lexi mm-hmm. uses this accent that kind of changes every episode, but we love it. And it's that's... That's the best part of oh, Alex's character. I have an accent. It changes every episode. That's like our running joke. And then I think Royal like uses so, his regular voice. So she- I use I use my regular voice, but it's it's a little bit more like rushed. 
when it when it comes to yeah. like the decision making and like the the fun aspect, it goes from like the royal trying to understand to like, yeah, but I just think we should just do this, and like it's 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 always on the up rather yeah. than the, the lows. Um, and then poor Jake. I mean, I okay. think the hardest thing for boys <laughs> is the dungeon master because any person in the world who is not one of our three characters, your dungeon master. Jake, in our case, has to be the voice of that person. So in any given episode, he might be doing seven different voices. And like I said, like it's all about fun. They're all goofy. But it is important that we can tell the difference between who is talking. So no matter what his <laughs> voice is or like how quote unquote good it is, it yeah. just like has to be different from the other. And like my favorite part, my favorite thing in any episode is when Jake gets himself into a situation where two of his characters are talking to each other. So the three of us are just sitting there watching Jake have a conversation <laughs> with himself. Like, that's always great. It'll, it'll either be that or when... Uh, so my one of my favorite characters he does is Burnt Bill because Burnt <laughs> Bill has a particular way of talking. And I think my running joke is to have him repeat... I mean, we all do it. Have him repeat certain lines over and over because they're so iconic. They're so iconic and you can never, like, replace the way that he says it. Tell us who Burnt Bill is, Loretta. Oh Sorry. yeah, Burnt Bill. He this is this is uh Kanar's version of, of Burnt Bill. Burnt uh Kanar is the character that I play. He's a moon elf, and he's uh ends up being on this ship with the rest of the cast. And Burnt Bill, to to in Kanar's eyes, is a is the stowaway. <laughs> he is the stowaway on the ship, uh, although he was technically assigned to the ship to begin with. And when we meet him. He's just this guy that's like, I guess uh, you're. He's talking to Mo, um, the Tabaxi cat that uh, Kelsey plays, and he's like, "You're the captain, and I have to follow your orders." But he doesn't talk like a normal person. And one of the first lines that we had him say over and over again was, "I be with the ship," <laughs> and it just was something that he just repeated. And I think it turned out to be one of the titles of an episode, I believe. Yeah. I'll be with the ship. Yeah, it's pretty hard to understand. Just I'll like a, so Roll For It every season is a different cast and it's a different story. So you can listen to season, you can start on season three and you'll get a full story or you can start on season one and it's a completely different story. Okay. Um. So for this season with me, Lexi and Royal, uh, it's a pirate season. We really wanted to do a pirate season. We've been itching for it. Yeah, so I don't... It's, we have three characters. One is a tabaxi, which is a cat. That's who I play. Okay. And her name's Mo. And she's like... I don't know. She's a mess. How do you describe Mo, guys? She's like... She's kind of... She's rarely sober. And she accidentally wound up on this pirate ship and accidentally became the captain of it. And you'll have to listen to the first episode to find out how that happened. Sounds like murder um, happened. She- <laughs> it was murder. And there was maybe a murder, but she didn't know it happened. Uh, she didn't know. Okay, it wasn't most no fault. No accidentally becomes um, captain of a, of a pirate ship without somebody getting murdered. That's the only the way. way. That's is the only it, way, I guess. Is it murder if you don't remember it happening? Yeah. So Mo's whole mission is to get home. Lexi, who is your character on this season? Um, I play Euphoria, who is a tiefling artificer. She's very um, mysterious and kind of scary. I guess that's what you guys would call Euphoria. She's a little scary. But she lets them call her UA, so that's nice. She doesn't let <laughs> people do that. So, yeah, she's a little... You know, you don't kind of want to mess with Euphoria. What's her deal? What's her, like, adventure? I'm allowed to share, especially since I don't give it away. By the way, the Uh, end of this season. (laughs) 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 This season's still happening. So I guess you're right. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I was like, she's kind of mysterious. She's on the run. I'll say that. She's on the run. She's scary to everybody except for these two. Oh, okay. These two. She's nice too, for the most part. Yeah. I don't know if this is any confusing to people who are listening, but basically, all three of them are on this pirate ship and they all have a different goal um, that they want to achieve and they have to figure it out. It's all woven into one story. So, yeah. Now, Dungeon Master, tell us about the other supporting characters on this pirate ship. 
Um, Some of them are supporting characters. Most of them are antagonizing characters. Every episode we roll on a list of 100 monsters, we roll what's called the D100. And so, like, if monster number 45 is picked, that's the monster that we're going to encounter this episode. Whether it's evil, so we have to kill it, or it's nice and we bargain with it, or whatever. So that keeps us on our toes as we're writing. Like, we don't know, Jake doesn't know what monster most of the time when you play D, you can plan a whole campaign mm-hmm. what's special about our podcast is that we roll this d100 so jake the dm has no idea what monster is going to pop up okay. next so the story is always changing because we have to incorporate whatever monster it is into that episode i like the monster of the week episode vibe too because it's like three main characters on a ship facing a monster of the week it just sounds a lot like jojo's bizarre adventure which which i i completely enjoy that so I, I do appreciate <laughs> that part of it. How long does a season normally go? We do 10 episode seasons. Okay. Uh, every episode we level up. So it's like... Oh, nice. In D&D, there's 20 levels all the way through the game. And that can take like... Literally, it can take years for a party to go through 20 levels of gameplay. Okay. So in our show, if you watch 10 episodes, you're seeing like a huge change in the characters from being pretty puny to really tough. Hmm. And uh, that's what we're at. We're at season three, so we're about to be 30 episodes in. I was just going to say, like, you know, we do level up, which is so rare in D&D, like, to level up as fast as we do in the Royal right now. It's just, like, such a beast. Like, he's so <laughs> to battle him because of all of his skills. And then Kelsey, I, like, you wouldn't even see her character come at you. You'd be like, oh, <laughs> I'm dead. You kind of get real badass real quick when you level up this fast, which is, yeah. you, you don't get that experience usually in D&D. You have to, like, earn it. You get that experience over three years. Yeah, right. so if you've been playing D&D and you're only at level three, but you've been playing for a year and a half, it's kind of fun to listen to roll for it and get to see, like, what level 10 is like. Because right. a lot of people, like, don't even make it through a campaign as long as level 10, but by 10 sessions in where we're there so okay so yeah so we know Leroyal. this is your first campaign correct y- yeah now how did how did everyone else get into dungeons and dragons um, go for it lex i started playing with my friends about a year ago almost two years now and uh just out of the blue and then i worked with a few companies like instaquest and I did D&D with them, and it was more of a virtual reality mixed with D&D, and that's where I learned a lot, but I only ever played a druid, and so I knew a lot about druids, and that was the only thing I did in D&D, so playing as a tiefling and as an artificer, it's completely different from what I'm used to. Uh, even though artificers and druids, they both have spells, how you cast them is different, uh, or how you're supposed to cast them, uh, <laughs> right. because of, you know, who you are. An artificer, they, they build a lot. They're uh, super smart and intelligent, and a lot of their magic comes from the tools they create, or, you know, they manifest. And so I had to, I had to relearn what it was to be uh, a witch, basically. Because I feel like I'm a witch whenever I play d and I'm like, WandaVision, DVD, that's me. About it. I was just saying, you're such a goof about it. You're invention. So artificers build things. Lexi, like, built a corgi. She, like, <laughs> oh. That was one of her inventions. Or she it's built, hot. like, a your Cheeto thing. A hot oh, Cheeto yes. flame right, ball I, dispenser. Right. As an artificer, I get infusions by a certain level, like, it's level three um and you get infusions which means you can like infuse items to be magical and so some of mine just so happen to be like a flaming hot cheeto staff that burns you and kills you and or a homunculus servant which is just like this minifigure corgi that i roll out like a pokeball you know it's just magic works out it gets the job done too. That's the thing. Yeah. As long as it gets the job done. I I don't know. I'm I'm weird. My magic's weird. We're here to party. But uh, Jake, <laughs> into D and D. I'm trying to not talk. <laughs> uh, 
Well, I do want to say real quick, because you're talking about Druid and the different classes, it's it's the same thing. I feel like every video game is based off of Dungeons and Dragons. So it's like when you're trying to explain it to people, think of the think of like Skyrim and then yeah. put it on paper right. with dice. Uh, because you pick your class and you pick your abilities and that's how we that's how we start our characters at least. Um but yeah, how I got into D D was basically later than I wanted to, um, because as soon as I learned about it, I was in high school and I was like, wow, this is really interesting, weird thing that I've seen in like two movies, maybe in my life. Like it was in E.T. briefly and it's never like, nobody knows what it is. And so then I like (laughs) got my hands on a book and I'm just going through it. I was like, we should maybe try to play it. Like it took a while to be from, okay, I'm reading these books about Dungeons and Dragons to saying, I bet I could get people to play this game with me. Like it took probably a couple years before I was like, this is a thing that we could actually do with like our friends. And then, so it was basically like once I graduated high school, I started getting some people together to play and we played regularly for a while. Like my big campaign, we would meet up every week or two and play for like three years. And in that much time is when we got from like level one to level 10. So it takes longer (laughs) in real life than yeah. it does in our show but i've just always been fascinated with like with the control that the players have to make choices and grow their characters exactly how they see them because because a video game can't get that exactly right like they can't give you all the options in the world but right. D can and so to be playing it's like a multiplayer experience right so to be playing apart from somebody who's growing in a way that you completely didn't see coming because you're not making it. They are. It's just really interesting to be a part of a world that's changing and you're affecting at the same time. Um, yeah. So, uh, I didn't really know what D and D was Jake. So Jake and I are dating. And when we first started dating, he had, a I would hope so. Couple... Yeah. Sitting so close to each other. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're dating other people. <laughs> um, so, when uh, we got together, Jake had recorded a couple episodes of season one and had posted them. Um, and I came over and he was working on editing one. And I was like, what? What is this? And then like all of this crazy, like explaining D&D right. to me, like very, also very early on in our relationship. And I was like, uh-huh. Okay. So <laughs> this is a lot. away. <laughs> Um, but so that's actually like, I'm, I'm decently new to D and D, but I loved listening to the story. Um, I'm a editor professionally, like I edit TV shows. Oh, okay. And so I loved the way that it was, you know, it plays out, especially role for it, the way Jake, um, designed it plays out a lot like a TV show. Um, and so I was like, can I help you edit this? So then for season one and two, I was editing this podcast. And as I listened to how they play, that's really how I learned to play. So it's kind of like I was editing a D&D podcast and that's how I learned to play D&D, which is oh, like okay. a little backwards, but it worked out. And then by season three, I was itching to play. I was like, I, I have to make a character because it's so hard to listen to people play D&D and not want to jump in because it's so much fun. Right. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So I don't know. I guess this is, I've played a little bit with Jake before, but this is kind of my first big campaign. Nice. Well, uh, Kelsey has a cameo as the main villain in season two. Nice. So that was like one of her first drop in moments. (laughs) Well, that's awesome that D&D brought people together. And and, because in in some cases, you know, if you introduce your significant others to one of your hobbies and stuff, (laughs) real early on and stuff like that's that's a make or break moment right. in some cases like I it was a it was a decision i was like i'm gonna embrace this or like yeah. i gotta go because this kid is really into this game like no no part, I, of, this, I, part of the I, screening process i completely get what you're saying because like um early on when my wife and i started dating like um when my wife and i started dating when before she was my wife of course um I I was heavily into cosplay. I was going to the cons and all that. And she's like, "So, what are you doing this weekend?" I'm like, "Uh, 
Oh, <laughs> uh, I gotta go to Anaheim for something. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> my, my sister lives close to the convention center out there. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be there. She's like, what's going on that weekend? Uh, I'm going to go dress up as Prince for a weekend and hang out with my friends. Yeah. Oh, you go to those? I've always wanted to go to one of those. I'm like, oh, okay, good, cool, perfect, because yeah. some, people don't, some people don't like that. So. I'm glad. I'm glad it was Prince. I'm glad it was Prince for you to say, I'm going as Prince. And she's like, all right, that's bold. I like that. Yeah, she's like, oh, okay. I remember one of my one of my recent ex-boyfriends, I was like, hey, yeah, I do this. And they're like, that is so weird. Is it a oh, yeah. thing? And I was like, why'd you have to make it dirty? And right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I ran yeah, from that. Gets, so. But yeah. cosplay brings well, people together more than some people get it more than others. I'm lucky that I found somebody who got it, you know, and and now cosplays herself. So I I, I feel you when you when you bring your girlfriend into the Dungeons and Dragons world, and now she's a main <laughs> character on your Dungeons and Dragons show. That's that's awesome. That's you know? the dream. You know, because <laughs> because the stigma with Dungeons Dungeons and Dragons is like a bunch of guys in a basement and stuff. None of them mm-hmm. have even seen a woman before. And and and, mm-hmm. and what I've what I've been learning is that like I know more women who play Dungeons and Dragons than I do men. So I, I don't know where yeah. the whole stereotype yes. came from. My first exposure to it was um it's it's kind of weird. It's kind of funny though. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Three, the Dream Warriors, where one of the kids in the um insane yeah. asylum, he played he they couldn't call it Dungeons and Dragons. They didn't get the rights to it. They called it like uh like Wizards and Warband or something like that. And it was just like and then it's like the kid, he was his character was and I don't know where all the budget went because his character in the Dreamland, they could look like anything they want. All they did was put a cape on him. And and that was it. And like the cape <laughs> flaps came way Freddy. above his head and everything. And I was like, "Oh, Freddie's killing yeah. this kid! Quick!" No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. D and D was like, uh, "You want your character in an insane asylum to play this game? Like they already had a bad reputation." I wouldn't right. let them they use were my like, name yeah. either. They were like, "No, nah, you that- can't use our name. No, nah, people will know what you're talking about, but please don't." <laughs> don't give us that bad press already <laughs> that's funny yeah i think a lot of women play D. there's definitely more men that play unfortunately oh, yeah. and i think it's because it has that kind of stigma attached mm-hmm. to it that this is what nerdy men do in their basement but we have two women every season in our cast we make a point of it because there's so many kick-ass yeah. women who play D and there's not enough not enough of us out there so. And 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 this is and this goes out to like the guys who play D and D who who treat women who play D and D who or who even want to play it who treat them like shit. I'm like you you can't complain about not meeting girls interested in what you want to do, and then when girls who are interested in what you want to do come around, you act a fool about it. That's counterproductive. <laughs> you know, it, it's like I, I hear. I, <laughs> I hear this myth that women don't like anime and I'm like, if it wasn't for a woman, I wouldn't know what anime was. Shout out to my sister for introducing me to Dragon Ball Z. But like hey, yo. <laughs> but, but yeah, so like when women like something that you like, don't take it as an affront to your coolness. No. She likes something yeah. that you like. And there's something... people who will test it. Yeah. Oh, the gatekeepers. Yeah, it's... those those are the worst. Yeah. Like you like you don't actually like Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> why? Yeah. Why are you here? Yeah, a lot of I hate that the thing of like, like if a girl is like cosplaying a D and D character on Instagram, I see so many people being like, "You're just doing this for the audience. Like you don't really know anything about D and D." And it's it's like it's out of nowhere too. It's just like right. an assumption, unprompted and stuff. It's like because I can I I have no idea. Uh, I, I still have very passing knowledge about D&D, but if I dressed up like a D&D character, everybody would tell me about how cool I was. If a woman dresses yep. up like a mm-hmm. D&D character, she's expected to have an encyclopedic knowledge of the whole thing and stuff mm-hmm. from start to finish. She has to know scriptures from the 70s when D&D first came out and stuff. 
<laughs> it's just not. It's so true, though. It's, it's so, so true. It's like, so in 1975, page 38, in the, I'm like, look, dude, I, why do I need to know all of this if somebody <laughs> else does it, you know? So it, it's kind of, it, it's, that's, and that's why I love that, like, now now we see more of people breaking down those barriers that like yes women play dungeons and dragons yes black people play dungeons and dragons even though like for the most part you don't see that at, i didn't see it at all growing up like um, unless it was like that nightmare on elm street movie that i was talking about it just wasn't seen i know it was played like when now that i'm older and i have i have uncles who tell me, yeah, man, I used to play Dungeons and Dragons. I'm like, dude, you were also a gangbanger. What the hell? What what was going on? <laughs> like, hey man, yeah, hey young blood, you gotta prep yeah, for anything. Yeah. Right? I'm like, this is, I I'm like, this is a very humane way of settling conflict in the hood, by the way. Just playing. <laughs> I'm gonna roll my dice. And if it's over 15, you got to bounce. <laughs> it's over 15, you gotta get out of this hood, man. I'm like, all right, well. It's a very safe way of handling that. I can't say that I'm against that at all. So, <laughs> so um, so it, it, how how far into this to the third season are we? So episode six comes out on Thursday. Okay, mm-hmm. and then we got three more. One every week. Yeah, one every week. It comes out every single Thursday, and you can okay. find us wherever we're on apple Podcasts, we're on spotify you can go to our website rollforapod.com and that'll tell you all the places you can listen to it okay um yeah and the, and the so cast we're... and the cast revolves so after this season you three may not be the same cast and it or will you be the same cast yeah. and just different characters or how does that work well we're trying to figure it out so we love the cast that we have our season one season two and season three cast like we all get really close like we're right. attached to everybody. So we think, and this is kind of like, I don't know. We're like kind of, this is like the debut of this information. Um, but I think oh, what's going to happen. Exclusive. That's what it's called. Um, is that for season four, five, and six, we might try and play the same characters, but level 10 through 20, oh. which is going to be hard. Because when you start playing level 15 characters, they're like gods. Like nothing can beat them. They're so overpowered right. that like you have to start designing entire armies for them to take down. As you keep leveling up, your character sheet gets longer and longer and longer. And so just trying to find stuff that you can do, like that's one of the major challenges of high level playing. But yeah. it's like we've got to finish off these stories. So that's our plan is to go back to the season one cast and characters and say, what happens next in their story, mm-hmm. part two. And then what comes after season six, we'll figure. No we'll, idea. We'll, yeah, we'll Time think about that when we get there. Right, right. We'll Out say. of space. That's, that's, that's at least a year <laughs> off from now, so. Yeah. We're just trying to make it through the week with right. our, with maybe, our editing maybe, loads. Maybe so. we can go you, outside can... by the time that season comes up. Yeah, I keep exactly. imagining like a whole in game Avengers thing where it's like the United Front oh, crossover yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So um uh what was I gonna say? Uh so how when when leveling up happens, like like I play I play video games a lot and and, and I'm trying to make I'm I'm making sense out of Dungeons and Dragons from um um Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is one of my favorite okay. games. Uh, so, which okay. is also a role playing game, and all that, that. is so, that's your that is your choice. That's yeah. your choice for that to be a favorite game. I, I, I have words, but, I, I'm gonna... but I, okay, okay. Let me let me just say this. I got into Assassin's Creed <laughs> at Origins. I got into Assassin's Creed at Origins. I wasn't one of the originals that came through it, and I find it absolutely hilarious <laughs> that that fully grown men get online and complain about Assassin's Creed and how it's not the same game that they played. <laughs> Um, hey, 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 man! You don't gotta, you don't gotta shoot those arrows at no, me, all right? I'm just saying, those games still exist. You can still play them. You know, no one's. So I know people listening to this podcast can't see Laroyo, but he's freaking out. He's freaking out. He's freaking out at this. He's freaking out at this logic I'm Listen, tossing at him. But it like, has, it, it has been redeemed in Valhalla, so I am, I am look, okay. Valhalla, Valhalla has a lot of problems, though, but. Uh, <laughs> 
a lot because them putting Vikings yeah, in that time with all the stuff going. Can we? Yes, let, let's I see you go ahead. <laughs> and Royal, well, you're like running around being all mad. I'm like, yeah, get over it. Like, you know, if you don't like the game, you don't like it. It's great. And yeah. then you're like, but and I'm also sitting here going, wait, what? That's your redeeming arc? I'm like, there, I'm like, there's a Christian church in Asgard in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So if we're going to talk about problems, let's talk about that for just a second. But um, yeah, and then they're like, then they're like, oh, we're going to fight Druids in Ireland in the DLC. I'm like, the Dru- the Druids in Ireland didn't exist in um, in, in 900, in, in 800. Uh, they were all Catholic in Ireland by that point. But, you know. I just like my history. It's not, it's not great. All right. Yeah. I, I get you. It's not great, but you're getting back to it. You were talking about leveling. They'll talk yeah. about Assassin's so Creed. So le- leveling up as as in Assassin's yeah. Creed, where you knew you leveled yeah. up because your character uh-huh. lit up and there was like a fanfare of music and stuff. How do you know like yeah. what happens when you level up in Dungeons and Dragons? It's a Jake question, I think. So yes. in the in the base game you get experience points for everything good that you do or okay. bad, depending on you know what your goals are. Killing people. Mostly. Yeah, you get experience <laughs> points for killing monsters or people or whatever, or succeeding on missions. Um, once you have a certain amount, as the book tells you, like say you get 1,000, you're level 3. Okay. Um, say you get 3,000, you're level 4. And in our version of the game, it's just episode by episode we level up it's like part of the story progression and also just part of the whole point of our show is to keep leveling up so that we can keep showing off new abilities every episode yeah we we get the reward of leveling up for nothing in our show (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) we we get a participation trophy for no reason you just know what's gonna um, happen at the end of it just listen to episode one and then when you get to episode two you go wait a second (laughs) (laughs) There's like times where we should not have leveled up, but we did. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta add friendship point experience. You know, you know. I mean, experience is experience. You know, yeah. you always gotta use apply that experience to enhance your knowledge to level up. You know what I'm saying? There you exactly. go. Yeah, it, experience. It, it, experience running away is still experience. <laughs> yep, you you learn to fight another day, so you get the XP when that happens. So there you go. Exactly. There you go. So there's six dice. But that's why it typically takes so long. Mm. Sorry, okay. go ahead. No, 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 no. Um, please feel free to interrupt me. I'm just, I'm here learning from you guys. Um, so there's six dice in the game. Explain to me all six die, if, if, you, if, if that's even a thing. Because, <laughs> again, it's very okay. intimidating. You know, I come from a world... It's, pretty, it's more simple than... <laughs> it's more simple than you think. There's one major die that's the d20 right it's 20 sided it's the thing that you roll to decide whether you're going to succeed or fail the d20 is on the album cover of every dnd podcast you've ever seen i, I know <laughs> it's, the thing I, that I, I, it's everywhere yeah I, I, I bought a shirt at urban and i made this mistake when i was a young man i bought a shirt at urban outfitters and it had a 20 sided die on it and it said this is how i roll and literally every Dungeons and Dragons geek at the comic book store yep. just started. Gri- it, it's almost like I wore a fraternity shirt and I wasn't in that fraternity. <laughs> so, so I was like, You're so like, I, welcome, I never brother. saw that shirt again. I never saw that shirt again. after. That. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's, that's where you get stuff like a nat 20. When you roll a nat 20, that's mm-hmm. a critical hit or that something awesome happens because you succeeded so well. And when you roll a one, you're really afraid of what's going to happen to you <laughs> after you roll a one. Yep. Um, but that's the main die. That die is everything. And then all the other dice are stuff like if you cast a spell that makes you more likely to succeed, for example, it'll say add a d4 to your roll. So you roll your d20 and you roll a d4 on top of it. And it's like, oh, sweet, three extra. So I'm even more likely to hit. Um and then there's also things like weapons. So like a dagger does a D4 of damage. So it'll do between one and four every time you hit with it. Okay. A, a long sword deals a D8 of damage. So between one and eight every time you hit with it. Uh, certain spells will deal like 3D12 of damage. So you roll three dice, 12-sided, 
So the other dice are just for the specifics of which spell does what and which weapon does what. So yeah, like I would even character... I would even add to say that like because there are so many dice, that's where the, that overwhelming feeling feeling comes from. But me being new and being like, I gotta know what all these dice are for. Once I understood that, no, actually, there's only three that I'm going to be using. I just set the other ones inside until uh, uh, Jake says, like, we'll roll this one. And then I, I easily just poke that one up and roll it. But for the most part, your character will tell you which one to use. So I actually make a whole cheat sheet for myself okay. um, saying that, okay, when I'm attacking or when I'm trying to succeed or fail, like, that's the D20. So I'll set that one to the side. If I'm using my bow, that's my D8. If I'm doing, like, whatever attack that I'm using... I just automatically, well, automatically now, but back then I actually had to look. But now I'm just like, all right, that's this dice, and I just, I just pluck from what I know. But say if if Lexi and I change characters, then it's like, oh snaps, and that's a whole new brand of things that I need to understand and learn. Ever since you made your cheat sheet, I made a cheat yep. sheet, so like, yeah. like we could do, it. we would struggle to do it. That's a very extravagant yeah. cheat. Right there, when I see, when I hear cheat sheet, oh, well. <laughs> she put her cheat cheat sheet up to the screen, and I'm like, uh, that looks like the Pope's book from from Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. I swear, it seems more complicated than it is. I promise, people who okay. want to play D and D, do not be scared. It is you know way yeah. way easier than it is. And to be fair, that just <laughs> might be how you take notes. So I, I could be wrong yeah. on that. So it oh, no, I did it. Yeah, if, if we're yeah, if we're like killing something, I usually try to say like, oh, okay, I dealt this much damage, or like, oh, okay, I'm dying. Like I'm gonna. Die. <laughs> do you take notes on all of that? I take notes on your death and and oh, yeah. death and my death. I, yo, I got it written down. I gotta my know who is first. Like, if who needs to be saved first, or and like, I also have nuggets and birth That's a true support character talking right there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They I have like everybody. That's really good. Like, last name, you know. So I gotta make sure that we're not dead. I like to think die. <laughs> I like to think that my character is usually drunk, so I don't have to take notes because if I forget what's going on. That's like very true to my character anyway. Okay. No, but that's and- also what I mean by like immerse yourself in. By, by us taking these notes and keeping these tracks and having the cheat sheet, that's us just really trying to pay yeah. attention and that when it's mm-hmm. our turn, we can immediately just go because we've been thinking about what we want to do. Rather than, you know, just kind of just hanging out, you know, every now and then being on my phone and checking in with my wife and my kids. And when it's my turn, I'm just like, oh, uh, can you tell me again what happened? And then I just takes away yeah. from the game. But if I'm, yeah. if I'm just in it and studying my moves and like listening intently to what that person is doing to see if I can compliment them, then it just it makes everything flow. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things when it comes to editing for Rule For It to go along with like knowing exactly what you're going to do your next turn. Mm -hmm. We try and the parts, I mean, D and D is really exciting, like for a couple seconds at a time and the rest, like, you know, you're doing the math (laughs) of your rolls, you're rolling the dice, you're you're like, Oh wait, what did, do I roll a D eight here? Like that is not fun to listen to in a podcast. So we take a lot of time to really cut it in a way that it's really smooth and you're only hearing the exciting parts and we put in like sound effects to like take out all we, of the we cut it down to sound like it feels to play D, not to sound yeah. like uh, it like sounds actually playing D. okay yeah if we're well, before there... I, before i got in with them i legit listened to season two then one and then like the an, an extra called uh 21 mump street and when i whenever we got there for day one i'm just like how do you guys know? Like, how do you guys know to just what to do and what number? Like, you guys are quick. And he was like, oh, nah, we edited it. And I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> right, right, right. We're just and editing so out all the questions. <laughs> right. Um, because no one, I mean, like, that takes, yeah, like Jake said, like, when you are playing d d it feels like you're in this big epic battle, mm-hmm. even though you're stopping to ask questions. So when we listen, when we people are listening, we want them to feel like they're in the battle with us. So we cut out all of the stopping to roll and and all of that um and just keeping the good stuff it ends up sounding kind of like a epic radio show thing 
Oh, hell yeah. We're also still playing the game. You know, we're still like laughing along and screwing up a lot. So it's it's a good mix, I think. Uh, okay, so um, everybody's laughing at me. My wife is cooking dinner, and she wanted me to taste the fish. <laughs> so she just fed me some salmon, and I had to make sure it was good, okay? so He gave a nice thumbs up. He was like, yeah, that's real good. Yeah, it like, was delicious. That. Whatever it really that you was. just made, make more of that. Yes, please. <laughs> it was delicious. Everybody <laughs> says hi. <laughs> okay. Hello. But yeah, <laughs> she really. She, I, I'm. I'm her taste tester, and and dinner time is coming up soon. I guess so. But um, yeah, I, I was still listening. That didn't take me out of the show. Though, so. <laughs> but <laughs> that's, that's how what we it roll is. On Continue to listen and yeah. stay in it, baby. No, that's 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 really cool, and and it, it is cool that you guys edit out the the boring stuff too, because like. It's like doing a side quest in a video game where you have to like kind of run over. Like, let's go back to Assassin's Creed where they make the the the, the map super huge, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah you got to go kill this guy. You're over here yeah. in London, but you got to go all the way yep. to York to do it. I'm like, oh great, so, like oh uh, yeah, these places that I thought was so close are <laughs> so candy. not close at all. <laughs> yeah, and I have to sail there in a small boat. Yay! So. <laughs> I'm, I wouldn't get bored either though like when Kelsey said it like when we are playing and we are in the moment like we are still very much in the game it's just for entertainment value like if you are playing with your friends don't be like oh it's gonna be boring when we're trying to figure out how to do this this and that no it's not it's so much fun um and it just I think the best way to get into D&D is to just play literally yeah. Okay. Yeah. people and play just and jump in hope one person knows what they're doing usually the dm and they will help you and guide you and just play because i think it'll be really fun and you know you grow really close with your with your people and your character you know i really care for my character and her journey and i know that these guys do too so it's i think it's very for fun you, eh? it's a good journey we're gonna kill her in episode nine so. <laughs> oh. All right, well, thanks, thanks, Game of Thrones spoiler. <laughs> yeah, D and D is like having a baby. Like, you never think that you're ready, and you're always like, "Oh, I'm not ready." Okay, yet. all right, and there we go. Thank you, thank you for making that clear. Thank you for making that very much it. clear. Yeah. As the only parents here, thank you for like really <laughs> making that clear. I assume it's like what's having a baby. I don't know. I don't have a baby. The Royal was like, yeah, that, it's kind of not like that. But. <laughs> Lexi just got out her baby Yoda. Uh, Wait, bring it back. This is my... Do you want to see another big thing? Oh. <laughs> this is BB-8. Wow. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. He rolls that over. Like Lexi's always nice. like... That's a big ass BB. Lexi's always like, I'm broke. That's the real Lexi's one. Lexi's always saying that she's <laughs> broke, and then she brings out like giant Yodas. <laughs> not things that That's I why. Have. These are things. <laughs> tips are for work. I am, I will stick to my gut. I am broke. So she's a kleptomaniac. Yeah, and <laughs> just like her character UA, she is just stealing stuff. <laughs> she's like, there's just a <laughs> lot of missing production stuff. So. <laughs> Just happens to be at my home. Just all these things from set. So you know, <laughs> yeah. I, so parties. I play Ray, and I have BB-8. And since it's Zoom, I have my green screen, and I make them feel like yeah. Millennium Falcon. And I teach kids how to make lightsabers. So it's for my nice. Yeah, I kind of wish I put my I wish I put my green screen up. I I I didn't know that we were all gonna just be like, yeah, we're just gonna be on camera today. I was just hoping to just you know slum it at home, but we're gonna be on Zoom. Just miss each other. I was gonna have a bar background. Like I was so excited. Like it was gonna look like. Yeah, but this is good too. All right, so um, so. For for those out there, so we we kind of I kind of got the answer to this just a second ago, but for the, for for the listeners out there who are who are wanting to get into D and D, and also for those who who want to listen to you guys' show and just is you guys show like a good 
immersion into D and D, or would you guys say, like, yeah, that is our goal. Yeah, like I think that a lot of D and D podcasts that are so amazing um, mm-hmm. are one four hours long. So getting through oh. a season is like a full time job because yeah. they don't cut anything. You're listening to a four hour session. And two, it can be confusing because they're such amazing players and you're like, wait, what did you just do? So with Roll For It, I think it's a great intro if you even just want to be like, even if like everything we said today was really confusing and you want to know what D&D is, I think that our show is a great introduction because it simplifies it. It really focuses on the storytelling aspect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, You can get into the characters and you don't have to worry about what every kind of dice means um to really follow along with the show so i would say check out the pod and if you like it get your friends together and just be goofy because the whole the whole it's an escape it's just using your imagination with your friends which Mm -hmm. you don't get to do a lot if you hate our podcast so much i still think you should try D &D because it can (laughs) (laughs) it can feel because it can feel however you want it to feel, like with your friends. It, it's a great time. And yeah, like you said, like LaRoyal, you just started. Did it end up feeling more complicated? Or like you specifically, you told me these same worries that you like, oh, I, I didn't know if I could get into yeah. it because it's like a big commitment and there's so many rules. I don't know if I can follow all of it. And I was like, dude, you just start and we're going to guide you through it. And LaRoyal is an awesome. No, it, it was exactly play. that. Yeah, I, I think for me, you know, with, with talking to Jake, um, being a good source and of, of knowledge and everything, uh, I think the first thing that I said was, well, what should I get? What's what's the number one thing you think that I need? And he was like, well, you don't have to because we have it. But the player's handbook, you should you should think about that. And I immediately went to Amazon and just bought yeah. it and it came in. And that is exactly one of those those textbook things that, that you'll see. But really. I, I break it down as more of like a strategy guide. If you were a gamer who's like, all right, I beat the game, but now I'm going to know like the specific details of each yeah. section. It, it's just that the, the table of context is like, Hey, you want to play as a, as an elf? Here is the list of L and you just flip to that page. I didn't even read about tiefling. I know that they're in the book, but I didn't even like think to go, well, let me, let me read about them to see what they're about. And I think the beautiful thing is I'm learning about them through through Lexi. I get to understand like their history and the things that they may or may not go through. So with choosing a specific um, you know race and then choosing a class, those were legit the two things that I that I looked at. I didn't go deep in the super lore of D and D because you don't with with roll for it with certain podcasts you don't really need to. It's just you know choose your basics of your race, your class, and maybe your weapons, and everything else you'll learn as you go. And that's the fun of it. It's a game that you can never beat. Like, a lot of games you love, you fall in love with them, you play them nonstop, and then it's over, and you're, like, having withdrawals, and it's sad. But with TNT, you're always learning something new. Every time you play, there's always something new coming out, a new book, a new that. So as long as you still can imagine new things, like, the game never ends, which is pretty cool. You can also keep your same character and play forever, I feel like, because you're never going to have the same adventure twice. You change one character out, stuff gets, you know, stuff just is never the same because it's all in your imagination. Can I just say that LaRoyal also was such an overachiever? He's making it sound like he was super casual about it. Like, we were like, <laughs> we're like, oh, awesome. Okay, LaRoyal's going to play with us. Maybe get the player's handbook and just start thinking about a character. And like two days later, we get an email that's like, I've read the entire handbook oh. and here is a two-page description of my character. And we were like, oh my God, he's amazing. He's got, we love him. He's got concept art. <laughs> and he's got. <laughs> I yeah, gave them like a did. super long description of my character and I was like, it was so is amazing. that enough? Sorry if it seems like I'm doing a little bit too much, but this is what I came up with. And it was like, let's let's chop it down to maybe like four or five sentences. Right. <laughs> no, it was so good. He knew his whole backstory. He was definitely like, <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like you were probably that kid in school that like turned in a six page report when they asked for a paragraph. <laughs> because it was so good. <laughs> but like, but, and, yeah, and that's I, just that's just me, though. 
I, I, I like was going to say that. At the that. end of every episode, uh, I like to I like to study. I like to get more into it and study my next attack. I study my experience. I study my moves and magic just so that when we get back into it, like I'm just more prepared for, for whatever Jake's going to be throwing at us. Right. And see, that's the cool <laughs> thing is I'm not that player. Like for me, the fun of D&D isn't necessarily the technical stuff or like, like I know Royal has like, a long chart of every single piece of equipment that he has and like keeps all track of that. And if you like that, if that's your favorite part of games, video games, like keeping your inventory straight and collecting things, you can play and do that. I don't like that. Like I want to come in. I love the role playing. I love making my character. I love like the interactions between people and I can have fun with it too without getting super technical. So it's a really versatile game for everybody because there's different, you don't have to love every component or even do every component to play the game. Yeah. And like, I was going to say like, I, I don't, I don't find like LaRoyal's commitment to it strange at all because uh, like I said, he and I, we cosplay some of the same characters. We uh, both cosplay uh, Kirishima from My Hero Academia. Uh, LaRoyal made teeth. He, 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 he literally <laughs> crafted teeth. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he was, and and the, I've never seen anybody so proud to have like crafted huh. their own teeth. So I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. this dude is." Is he, that even safe? What did you put in your mouth? What did you make them out of? You know, when comparing cosplay in D and D now, it makes a lot of sense that I that I dive wholeheartedly into it. Um, right. The way I made the teeth, I so I have Invisalign. Uh, Lexi and I are are both tray babies. And <laughs> I took out my old trays of Invisalign and I got some fake fingernails from like Rite Aid or something. And I just, I filed them down to, to be super sharp and shortened them out. And I, I glued them to the, uh, the old tray and I just popped them in and, I, and that was it. And that everyone was just super like, that creative. looks so amazing. I'm just like. Oh, it's thanks. super creative, and I, I really hope it's non-toxic glue. <laughs> it's non-toxic, I think. Okay. <laughs> He's, He's still, still here. That was, that I, was yeah, like I'm still a here. year here ago. So here I am. Don't worry about my my like fourth it, it arm, a year arm, right? oral stuff yeah. happening. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll bring them so that you guys can see them because they they are pretty cool. Thank it, you, Aaron, for that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, because I sat next to you. We did a panel, and you you had we were just yeah. debuting them. <laughs> I sat next to you and I'm like, this dude straight up just made his own teeth. He's like, can I please take these out so I can speak? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, so that was that was cool. Um, so yeah, this was this was fun. I I, I learned a lot, and, and I'm very excited. I'm 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 one of those. I get committed when I find a new podcast that I like. I like to go all the way back to the beginning and listen to every episode. I'll probably finish it all in like a day, because uh, that's just <laughs> that's just how I am sometimes. You know, when I when I'm really into something, so I'm definitely gonna jump into the show. Uh, before before we go out of here, I, I got one last question. So uh, we 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 talked about this briefly at the top of the show uh, with drunk D and D. Now, are you guys gonna make that like a recurring special, or was that like a one off thing? Because I, I I find that there's a so, lot of holidays you can do that for. So yeah, so here's the thing: <laughs> we love drunk D and D, and we'll probably bring it back with season one. Season three, not everybody in this cast drinks. Oh, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. The Royal doesn't drink. I forgot about that. Can you get some ginger ale? Maybe yeah, avoid yeah, yeah. Rogers, maybe? Uh, so, maybe we could put the Royal in charge of the sound this time, and then we'll get and sound we'll get the whole sound time. time. So go. we might do it. I Honestly, I think it would be just as fun and funny to have one sober cast member trying to wrangle everybody, um, although that would be more fun for us than him. So yeah. we're going to figure it out. <laughs> we might do a different video special. Yeah, we're definitely um, always doing specials and weird fun things at okay. least one like cool thing per season so we haven't decided yet what our really awesome video is going to be i know we're working with some really talented cosplayers here so that's mm -hmm. probably going to end up playing into it or at least that's what we've we've talked about but we do like to make like we like to push D in different directions get creative like junk D, and we're we shot that in a studio we had what like five cameras which was probably overkill but we were 
committed. We were being royal about it. We were going to go all the way. Um, so you can find all of that video content as well as the podcast on our YouTube, which is just YouTube slash Roll For It Pod. We'll find all of our stuff is Roll For It Pod. Yeah, the link for those will be in the show notes for for those of you guys interested, and you guys should be interested because th- this is, this sounds absolutely awesome. Uh, before we go, can everybody just uh, leave your socials or where we can find you? Not physical locations, but where we can find you online. <laughs> uh, I'm DM Jake, and you can find me on Roll For It Pod Instagram. I don't. I don't really have a <laughs> personal <laughs> place. Um, yeah. So Roll For It Pod. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram at Roll For It Pod. Most of our stuff is Instagram. We do giveaways. We do all kinds of fun stuff. So make sure to catch us on there. And again, our YouTube Roll For It Pod. You can find me Kelsey at at Kelsey Santi on Instagram, Lexi. And you can also find us on Patreon if you if you oh. love our show so oh, much. Yeah. Uh, totally you forgot. Can definitely pizza, get, pizza. Yeah, pizza yeah. We time. have a, we have a bonus pizza time show where just the whole cast we basically talk about our characters more in depth than we put into yeah. the show, and also just talk about random crazy stuff going on. So we put up, you know, the stats of monsters, ships. We do our bonus pod. We um, early access, early access to the pod. There's all kinds of stuff on there, so check us out on Patreon for all kinds of DM tips. You get a pirate name. We give you a pirate name, so you can be with the ship. And uh, yeah, it's just like a little family. (laughs) So that's Patreon slash Roll for a Pod. I'm Lexi again. You can find me almost anywhere as Darth Lexi. and yeah, that's me. That's it. Hi. That's my package. We love Lexi. <laughs> I am uh, Royalty No Why, and that is all across the board uh, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And um, yeah, I think that's, I think those are, oh, TikTok, if you're into that stuff. Um, <laughs> that's also a huge social media place that I'm at. So yeah. Nice. Will's amazing on TikTok. Why Everyone not? should follow him on TikTok. Oh, thank you. Your TikTok nice. today okay. was so hard. It was recent. That was good. Um, it was aggressive. That's what it was. It was aggressive. And I was like, no, this is comedy. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I mean, I want to thank you guys all for being on the show. This was this was fun. I'm I'm sorry we got a little bit of a late start, but we we got it rolling once we got in. Um. Again, I would love to have you guys back on the show once I get once I get comfortable enough in D and D to start playing again. I w- I would love to have you guys back on and we can talk some more about D&D. yeah. Come play with us. I I t- totally. I I I would love to. That'd be great. Uh, and that's gonna wrap up this week's episode of Temple of Geek. Want to thank everybody who tuned in today, especially our guests, uh, Royal, Darth Lexi, Kelsey, and Jake, the undisclosed couple. Uh, thank you all for being <laughs> with us today. Uh, if you guys have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up uh, on Facebook or Twitter using the handle Temple of Geek. If you guys want to check out any of our other shows, head over to templeofgeek.com. You'll find all sorts of content that pertains to the world of geek. Once again, thank you to our guests. Thank you all for listening. And you guys have a great whatever time of the day it is. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit templeofgeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.